I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. people worked here even 50 years uh, and it is a family uh, and as I keep going back that's what makes our club different from other clubs because we value that and uh, we've got to get back to that the last two years you'd have to say that we've lost a lot of things Mm -hmm. uh, mainly because of people that were running the club Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think it's very important we get back to integrity tradition, value in it, standards. We shouldn't lose that. And is that uh, what Rangers Football Club means to you? Yeah. Aye. Every one of those things. Every one of these things. And the biggest thing for me is proud to be a Ranger. Let's go. We love you, Rangers, we do. We love you, Rangers, we do. We love you, Rangers, we do. Oh, Rangers, we love you. Stephen Jed, I came to high books a long way. Gary Mack, 
And they were set the challenge to bring the title back. Tiri tiri tiri, and it left like scorn. Never sniff it off to see the leaf buds finally on the lovely ranchers. We do the lovely ranchers. We do the lovely ranchers. We do for ranchers. We love you. We had McGregor's having goals, and then Bonner had the back. African defeat in the fallen attack. David Shakimara, Arthur Hatchi came alive with Helen Dillon and Balak, and they won his fight to fight the Rocky Rangers. We do the Rocky Rangers. We do the Rocky Rangers. We do for Rangers. We love you. Not forgetting jewelry, boys, then we could make that. Like Edmondson, Stuart Parker, being good on his bet. McLaughlin, Jones and Bassey, Patterson's in good. Though Nico Cattish definitely plays Ranger through and through. We love you, Rangers. We do. We love you, Rangers. We do. We love you, Rangers. We do. The three bears deserve some special praise. They fought and won the battles to bring these glory days. Too many more to mention. They gave us everything. Now every day around the world can celebrate and sing. We love your angels. We do. We love your angels. We do. We love your angels. We do. For angels, we love you. We love your angels. We love you, Rangers. We do. We love you, Rangers. We do for Rangers. We love you. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. And any time I watch. I watched Jody's video, I listened to that, and you think about where we've been and, and where we're about to go to on Saturday. And I don't know how Andy can get emotional with it, but aye, we're there. We're champions again, and we're going to party now. Um, obviously, on the podcast this evening, we've got quite a lot of people. Jody is joining us. She's struggling um, with her internet at the minute. Um, she's going to join us and sing a, a couple of songs, hopefully. But... We don't want it to be like a Zoom call, guys, right? It's what we've spoke about in the chat for a good bit of the day. We don't want it to be like a Zoom call. So we all have people dropping in and out throughout the, throughout the, the show. Um, starting policies has ever made the, the Mr. Consistency, you know, the, the Claude Macaulay, the consistent performer every week, mate, on the podcast. How are we? I'm very well, thank you. And thank you for having me back on again. It's always an honour and a pleasure to be here. Thank you very much. Like you've got a choice, Scott. Like you've got a choice. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, you know, I've, I've got, I've got certain photographs of me. You know what I mean? <laughs> we'll always get Baz Bowski back there sporting a fantastic t-shirt, mate. I like it. That's a belter. I like that. Thanks very much. Scott. I'm good. Thanks. Thanks very much. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me for inviting me on. A wee bit nervous this evening. I don't know why. I don't know why that is, but a wee bit nervous this evening. But all good. <laughs> and we also have Mr. Snagsy. Back ways, mate. How are we? You all right? Very well, thank you. Always a pleasure. That's a lovely shot that you're sporting as well there. 
I was just saying to the guys, uh, obviously you'll introduce Mark in a minute, but um, uh, this is actually Andy Halliday's. It used to be a lot tighter, um, but I've lost a bit of weight since lockdown and it actually fits me now. So this is, this is an honour of you, Gaffer. <laughs> and also Jeep sporting a very um, retro Rangers shirt, mate. But can, can, can you see us now, mate? Aye. <laughs> How are we? All good, mate. All good. Looking forward to the show and hope the, the viewers like what we've got coming up. Good, good, mate. We did say we had two um, special guests this evening and we're going to try and overlap them slightly but have one on then the other. And obviously it is the man who took us back to the Premier League, the man who signed the skipper who's going to lift that trophy um, on Saturday as, of course, QPR manager um, Mark Wobberton. Mark, welcome back to the podcast you've been on before. How are you, my friend? Yeah, all very good, gents. Nice to see you. Nice to speak to you. Good, good. Now, what we kind of thought we'd try and do is a couple of guys have got questions for you. A couple of the viewers have got questions as well about your time at Rangers and also what you think now because you said before we came on that the club never actually leaves you and that's true. You only need to see the, the, the amount of legends we've got and people who have been involved with our club that's that, that's new, new consider themselves to be supporters and followers of the club as well. So to get your views as a supporter as well and, and, and how you see it, you know, the now is... Stephen Gerrard's job that he's done and, and obviously us being champions. So, But we did mention just quickly before, before we come on here that your Queen's Park Rangers side finished ninth in the, the championship this year. Obviously, you'll be hoping for a wee bit of recruitment in the summer and, and try and get to the playoffs and are even higher. Yeah, we had, it's a strong league. It's a really demanding league and we had a tough first half of the season. But then since Christmas, I think we're third in the table. So we, we recruited well in January. The likes of Charlie Austin, Stephanie Johansson, who you know from the other side of Glasgow, but he came and did a fantastic job for us. And we had a really good end of the season. So we're two points off seventh in a league that we know we've got to keep building with a young team. So, yeah, really pleasing. But this league does not lie down. It keeps demanding. So we've got a short break now, Scott. Let me go again very quickly. Good, good. Um, Baz, I believe you had a question for Mark. Um, mate, you can you can crack on with that. Thanks, Baz, Mark. Mark, first of all, thanks very much for taking the time to come on the podcast. It's a truly honour, a true honour to speak to you. My question is this: In 2015, when you came to Glasgow Rangers, you signed James Tavernier. My question is: How do you? What's your opinion on his growth as a player, a person, and as a captain? It's a, that's a big question. That that's firstly great to talk to you. Um, James Tavernier was a player that played against us down south and I knew about his athleticism and I knew about the quality of his cross deliveries. That was it. I wanted a, a rewarding. I knew we had Lee on the left. I wanted the same on the right-hand side. So he came in and to watch his development, I, I love the fact that when he's had some tough times, and you would agree, I'm sure, as fans, he's had a couple of months when he's been below his best, which is part of every all human. But he, he's come through that stronger for it. But most importantly for me, um, and I say this very genuinely, he, I know what Glasgow Rangers means to him. I know what the club means to him. I know the responsibility of being captain. He understands it. He will have learned a lot from Lee Wallace. Lee embraced the captaincy, recognised the, respon the huge responsibility of being captain of a club like that. And, uh, and I love to see the way James has taken it, Tav, and he's really embraced it. But he always plays a smile on his face. And look at his availability. I mean, he's very rarely injured. He's had a tough season this year, more than ever, in terms of injuries. But he's always available normally. He's a great athlete, but he's very, very proud of that role, Barry. So I hope that describes my opinion, Tab. I think he's an outstanding individual, great player on the pitch, but a tremendous character off the pitch as well. 
Guys, he's became a cult hero. He'll turn into a legend. Do you know what I mean? If he's not ready, that you know, ready um, in terms of the captain that lifts uh, number fifty-five. Mark, my question: see, 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 when you were announced, obviously, it doesn't matter where Rangers are, right? Third division, second division, first division, Premier League, Champions League, whatever. It doesn't matter. Rangers fans always expect to win, right? And that obviously must be a hell of a challenge given the, the restraints and, and where we've, we've came from when, when you took over. How far did you realistically believe? Because you went in there and we had only something like seven or eight players, remember? So, realistically, how far did you feel we were away from 55? And how did you handle that pressure of having a win when, obviously, when we went up to the Premier League? But, for instance, that day at Hamden, when we beat Celtic in the semi-final, which was incredible to see us play them off the park the way we did... How do you cope with that pressure to say these these fans demand to win, even though we sh- probably shouldn't be on a level in terms of finances and stuff? Scott, uh, when we came in, we had nine players the first day and we brought a young boy over to make up numbers called Barry Mackay. And I was told he was nowhere near good enough and he, obviously you saw what, what Barry did for the team. So we knew that. The, the owner had made it really clear. Promotion was non-negotiable. I don't mind that. I love the fact it was black and white. So we knew we had to go up, hence the recruitment, the likes of Tav and, and Waggy and uh, Fodringham, Danny Wilson, Rob Keenan, Holt Halliday, etc. We knew what we had to do. We had to hit the ground very, very quickly and get a team in who could play and embrace the style of play. That was, that was fine. That was no problem. Going right the way through the season, I love the way they played the Celtic game. I love the bravery they showed. And they, as you rightly say, they deserve to win. Um, I recognise... The, the blue side of Glasgow, the Rangers fans, where they'd been. And that's why I've always said in every interview, I was so pleased that day, Scott, that the, that we could have that day. What worried me was the expectation now going to unrealistic levels. Because in any business, if you're a bricklayer or a cab driver and your rival firm has got four, five, six, seven times your budget, you can't compete. And here we are. We went into that final. I'm not, I can't give away information. But that game against Celtic, that semi-final, our midfield of Ball, Halliday and Holt, combined wage was less than half of one Celtic player. And that's why they did such a great job on that day and they deserve so much credit for what they did on that day. But reality tells you, nine times out of ten, we'd lose it due to the budget situation. When we went up, that hadn't changed. We were still looking at this small tweak spot. So that's my biggest fear. But I know the Rangers fans demand. But it was always we so careful as Rangers manager, coach, what you say. If I turn around and say our budget's too small, Warburton lacks lacks desire, lacks ambition. Not at all. But I, I knew I had to temper it a little bit. So it was just getting a balance right. But there's no doubt that the Rangers fans expect to win. It's a huge club. It is now where it needs to be and should be. But I knew we had a long way to go on that journey. And the budget, the financial side, was a huge part of that. Snags to bring you in here, mate, but I'm sure you can you can see Stephen Gerrard's been allowed the chance to build for three years and has been backed by the board as well financially. And we can't we can't dispute that. He has been, you know, with the, with the money, the, the seven million for Kent, etc. You know, springs to mind straight off the bat there. I suppose that's the difference. You know, I think we'd been through a lot that, that with Gerard, we realised this isn't going to be a quick fix. This is going to be a, a build. And obviously that's maybe where Mark was slightly unfortunate. He didn't get that opportunity, really. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I think um, I think what what we've seen over the past few years with, with uh, Stephen Gerrard, like you've uh, like you've quite rightly pointed out, is there's been that financial backing. And I don't think, I mean, obviously, Mark, you know better than we do, but I don't think that was that was necessarily there. Um, and what and what we've seen 
uh, over those past few seasons is you know a complete reset um, pretty much every season until Gerard came in, and and even then you know there's 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 had to be some 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 big big tweaks, um, some 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 quality signings, and uh, some so some heavy financial backing to get us to where we are, and that is an absolute mammoth task, um, and I think you know I absolutely um, uh, you know. Re- uh, respect and commend everything that uh, Mark did as a as a you know as a manager and a and a and a coach, and I feel a bit weird talking about him in the third person when he sat next to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let, let, let me interrupt you. I don't want to take in the way from Stephen and Gary and Michael and Ross Wilson because you can have money, but you've got to spend it wisely as well, yeah. and they've done that. So they've got the backing. Yes. And I hope very much it was key. I'm sure you guys would agree. What's key now is to increase that investment and cement the place mm-hmm. at the top of Scottish football. That's paramount. And I'm sure Steve and his staff will be saying that. But all credit to them for spending the money wisely and, and implementing that style of play. So delighted for the club, delighted for Steve and the job that they've done. But it all comes down to that finance, absolutely. And that's, I think we've said that in the pod here is maybe the other side, Paul, can be accused of falling asleep at the wheel as such. Um, we cannot be caught in that trap. We have to make sure that we continue to progress as a club, as a squad. And also, if you want to keep guys like that in charge, you have to you have to keep... You know, nobody wants to be playing Aberdeen four times a season. And I was going to say no disrespecting them, but hundreds of disrespecting them. But <laughs> nobody wants to be playing them four times a season. We have to be in Europe. We have to be in the Champions League to keep guys like that out of our club. But you, got, you, look, you look at the stadium, you look at the fans, you look at the support home and away... It's a top Champions League club. But talk is cheap and you've got to back that up now. So what yeah. you want to do is to see Rangers perform solidly back in the Champions League. That's what you want. You want to see them go toe-to-toe with some of the big names. And it will take time. Stephen will need time. Time keep. We talk about that commodity, Scott. Give him time. And as I say, he's done a great job to now. Give him time to keep building because the club is back at the big table. But it needs to be at that top table and respected by all the other clubs in Europe. Jeep, I'm going to bring you in here, mate, but just for a day. This is Jody. Everybody knows Jody in the chat, but Jody, this is Mark. Mark, this is Jody. Yep. <laughs> how are you? I'm good, thanks. Sorry, I was having technical difficulties, but I'm all good now. <laughs> how are you? Are you all good? Yeah, all good, thank you. All good. Jeep, I'm going to, going to bring you in here, mate, if there's anything you're, you're wanting to ask Mark, because there's tons in the comments that I want to try and get to about Lee Wallace. About, obviously, there's a lot of love for Lee in the comments. So. Well, mate, obviously, we didn't have much of a chat uh, in the chat beforehand about what we were going to ask and Baz kind of yeah. uh, stole t- my t- question touched on what I was going to say it was more just about um, like your personal personal opinion on Tav but not even so much in a in a professional aspect but even just in a, in a personal aspect at, at the fact that that you signed him you like it must it must make you like really proud in a sense yeah it does and, and recruitment's important but don't forget people like Waghorn and, and um, Wes Fodringham the role that they played, Andy Halliday, these type of people coming in, played a key role. But to sign Tab, as I say, I've been I've watched from afar as he's really taken Rangers to heart. And that responsibility, you know, that club is now in him. He, he, Scott referred to legend, and I, I hear that term used too loosely sometimes. But quite rightly, the role he's played, his commitment to the club, what it means to him, I think he has to assume that status. So I hope very much... He can be a big part of Rangers now back in Champions League football and making that statement that the club deserves to make. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very proud for Tav, very proud of him, and I look forward to his progress in the, in the weeks and months and years to come. 
Now, I want to ask you, we've got our next guest lined up here who you know really, really well, Mark. And I want to ask you first, because there's so many questions about Lee Wallace, right, that we need to get it because there's so many people asking it. Everybody asking how Lee Wallace got on um, this year. And obviously, simply wanting to say, and I suppose as a podcast, guys, we can take this as our opportunity to speak for the fans to say, Mark, would you pass on a thank you to Lee Wallace? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and without doubt. And Lee, Lee's a very private individual at times but a top, top professional. I spoke to you before we came on live here and about the way he's performed since Christmas. I'm so mm -hmm. pleased for him to get over injury and show the English public and the QPR supporters what a player he is. You know it, I know it, and, and he knows it. Of course he does, but he wants to show it. And he needs. A, he's a player that needs that run of games. He's got the run of games and he's been outstanding. Um, so since Christmas, he's been, from, in my honest opinion, the best left-back, wing-back in the league by far. He's been outstanding. So I'm looking forward to him coming back in pre-season and repeating that form because he's been truly tremendous for us. Perfect. Right, I'm going to drop out Baz for a wee minute, right, because we have our next guest, which is none other than the man himself, Kenny Miller. Kenny, I don't know if you've met Mark, mate, and I don't know if Mark's met you, but, but I'm just introducing you. Um, before, obviously, we get to you, I want, while we've got both you and Mark here, because I'm conscious that Mark needs to leave soon, I want to play this video and I want to get both your opinion on this day. All right, so for everyone in the comments, enjoy this because see, watching this again gave me goosebumps. Well, he's got to do better, Scott Brown. What a wonderful opportunity for him. Look at that crowd, man. Look at that crowd. <laughs> Kenny, as you did on regular occasion, mate, scoring against Celtic seemed to be your forte, I suppose. And it didn't matter whether we were expected to win or the odds were stacked against us. Kenny Miller popped up with a winner usually. And for that, I always look back fondly in Kenny Miller's time at Ibrox. Um Welcome to the podcast again, mate. Um, just sum up that day for yourself, scoring that goal. It was an incredible day. Uh, obviously, the gaffer will, the gaffer will testify to that. It was a, a day there was a lot on the line. Uh, there was a lot of build up to the game. Obviously, the the fact that we were still in the championship at the time, I think we had just clinched promotion the week before that gaffer, to be fair. So, uh, yeah, we honestly went in there really, really confident. I remember we were just talking about Big Waldo 
me and Big Waldo kind of talking through the game as the gaffer again will will testify to the fact that we'd be sitting at dinner tables with salt shakers and and brown sauce and ketchups moving about on the tactics table on the on the breakfast, lunch and dinner table. So it was uh, we had kind of ran through what we thought the game would go like and, and we were pretty confident. You know, they were favourites and rightly so. But uh, we felt they could have maybe underestimated how good a team we were actually are on that day. And I think on the day we played some some really, really good stuff. Yeah, we won on penalties, but I felt over the over the course of the game, we definitely deserved that. And uh, we imposed our style on, on them that day. And I think it was there for everybody to see. Mark, do you want to take on for your, obviously what your, your thoughts were on that day? Yeah, I think Kenny does a disservice, really. Him and Lee played such a role with the young players. Um, but what, what strikes me, I'm, I hope Kenny agrees, at the hotel the night before, there was no nerves, just excitement. You know, I'm thinking of, of Don Ball and Gideon Zalalem and Holti and these guys. They couldn't wait for the game. And, and that was a huge statement by them. They were confident. They knew they were a good team. They'd worked hard. They're in a good place. So that role of the senior players, Kenny and Walter, they know what I think of that. But more importantly, the way the young ones reacted to their mentoring role, they went into that game deserved to win it. They, they played from the first whistle. They looked confident. They played well. Yes, we rode our luck with Roberts and hitting the bar, but we deserved to win that day, undoubtedly. And Kenny, did you thank Scott Brown for the assist? Unfortunately, <laughs> no. I've not seen him since Scott, so I've not had the chance to, uh, not had the chance to shake his hand. <laughs> I'm sure Barry McKay will thank him as well for the ease in which he went past him before rifling in the top corner. Um, Jody, I'm going to bring you in. I don't know if there's a question you've got for Mark or Kenny, because I'm conscious of, of Mark's obviously leaving us at half past. So, if there's anything you want to ask either of the two of them, crack on. Um, so, I, I had technical difficulties, I'm a bit late in. So, Mark, I don't really know what to ask you in case it's already been covered. So, I <laughs> that, and so I don't make an idea of myself. But just um, obviously, you've had so many goals, like um, Scott touched upon, Kenny. What's been your most cherished goal that you've ever scored for Rangers? Um, and Jeep's growling at me, so I don't know if I've asked a question he was going to ask. But what's been your, <laughs> uh, what's been like your most like the one that will stick with you to the to the day you die uh, for Rangers? Listen, there's loads and loads and loads of good memories and, and moments uh, over the kind of eight eight seasons that I was there. Every old firm goal for me was uh, was special, apart for the apart for the one scoring we beat five one. But scoring old firm goals was always special. The games are. Are excellent, but I always come back to the the, the cup final goal uh, when we were doing nine men, just because of what it meant being a, a cup final, being a cup final goal, goal winning goal. Something you that you dream about as a kid is, is scoring a is scoring a winning goal at Hamden in a cup final. So to do it when we were right up against it, down to nine men was uh, was a special special day, and uh, and we needed that. It was a, it was a big time of the season. Uh, at that moment, I think there was chat of a treble that year, and I think we had lost the week before the cup replay to Dundee United, which was really, really disappointing. But uh, the fact that we managed to get over the line and that, and, and Tomo and Danny Wilson getting sent off as well, when we played a good, I think it was a good 25 minutes, half an hour with nine men, but it showed the resilience, the the character, the winning mentality of the team, which uh, definitely shone through that day. Definitely. Paul, uh, Jeep, he's wanting to come in, mate. He's wanting to, to ask the guys. Um, aye, just to say that when you first came back to Rangers, uh, I think it was for the for the second time, Kenny, your first old firm match that you scored two goals, do you think that was a big, big statement of intent from yourself? Because it's 
I think you you maybe had your detractors to win over at that point. Not for me, I must admit, because I always thought you're fantastic. Obviously, I still do. Obviously. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> just because you're here, I'm being brutally honest. We, we us in this podcast, we love you. Always have done. But you did have some detractors at the time because of what happened between leaving Rangers and then coming back to us. But I think, I think from my personal thing, I thought that was a big statement of intent. You could see in your face you are absolutely thrilled and delighted. In fact, every time you score to Rangers, you can see that. But more especially when you scored against Celtic, I thought you just really oh. made a big thing. Oh, are you talking about the time just reflecting back to when Kenny Tina got out of football? Aye. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't it happen, mate. That didn't same, happen. Start, same in the I think it was. Wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Please stay away from the question. It was, a, it was a big day, to be honest. It was a big day for me. Uh, first, first old firm back in. And a Rangers jersey. Uh, I knew I knew what was going on. Obviously, prior to coming back to the club in 2008, but I always felt, always felt, and I've said this on record many a time that the fact that Walter Smith was the manager, that it would always have been understood. That I think everybody would agree that Walter knows what he's doing, <laughs> which was <laughs> first and foremost. So uh, the fact that it was him that brought us back and Super Ali was obviously there as well was. Uh, was a big thing for me having working with him with the national team, but uh, yeah, listen, I, I knew what was going on, but I always believed that first thing, forget goals, forget this. I, I gave everything I had for the jersey every single time I pulled it on, and that was again the gaffer will testify to this that that includes every single day in training. Every single day I turned up, I tried to give the best that I could give every day, not just to me and my performance, but to try and help others as well, particularly in those those latter years of my career. So. Uh, I always felt that would win them over. But, like you say, a couple of goals in an old firm game in the first old firm game of the season when you win 4-2 at, uh, at Celtic Park goes a long, long way to kind of get accepted back into the range of supporters' hearts. And also, Chris yeah. Boyd wouldn't have scored as many goals, Kenny, if it wasn't for you doing all his running, let's face it. That's true. <laughs> a big boy, you know, that. A big boy, you know, that. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, uh, it, was good, it was a good, uh, good working relationship with that man. <laughs> um, Mark, I know it's half eight and I know you've got other things, mate. So I just want to say thanks for joining the podcast and also thanks for what you've done for the club and getting us back to allow guys like Stephen Gerrard to win the championship this year. So nah. thanks very much, mate. Now, nah, pleasure. Nice talking to you. Kenny, nice to see you as well. Hope all's going well. And gentlemen, end of the phone. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the trophy. Well deserved. And I look forward to seeing the progress next season. Smashing. Thanks, Martin. Remember, right. say thanks. Thanks yeah. to Lee and say a thanks to Hall. To Don Bowles. Right? Thanks. Kenny, stay yeah. safe. Thank you soon. Thanks, yeah, for you too. Oh, what a man he is, by the way. Telling you, I'm going to bring Bats yeah. back in. Um, what a man he is. Going on for, for that. Jeep, I'll let you take on for here, mate. Hey, I was going to ask you what your favourite goal was, but Jody just kind of. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's no, that's no, my, my, two, my two questions I had today in both of them were But obviously, you were talking about you were talking about the cup final. I mean, that's a, a game that we all like. Just the way it went. I mean, St. Mirren in, in a cup final, there's it could have quite easily have finished three four 0 but just the way the game panned out, and like you said, going down to nine men, and it was it was such a big goal. I always remember you saying that you take you take a bit of a hammer in at half time as well. So was it was it even was it even extra pleasing for you to get the winning goal just to be like there you go, Gaffer? It, it sure was. It's, uh, it's it's happened a couple of times over the course of a career. I remember <laughs> uh, I was at Wolves with Glenn Hoddle and he had a bit of a pop at me for something at half time and when and I think it was against Rotherham we won two and all I went and scored two in the second half. So it's uh, it's a reaction. It's, uh, <laughs> That you like to show if the gaffer's gonna kind of have a bit of a go at you. 
at half time. But listen, it meant it meant the world because, like I said, it was it was a big week that had been a poor lead into it. We were getting beaten that Scottish Cup replay, so it was a huge goal uh, at the time in it as well. Last four or five minutes of a cup final, uh, it was uh, and just the circumstances surrounding the whole game. It was a uh, and we needed that like. The cup finals that I've played in have always been tight. And like you say, you're going into a cup final, whether it was like the Scottish Cup final the year before against Falkirk, where we were, uh, it was it was in the balance that day as well. Obviously, it took a natural Novo wonder goal to win the game that day. And and then the next year against St Mirren, again, we're going into it as heavy, heavy favourites. And uh, St Mirren actually played really, really well in that first half of the game. That's why it was kicking off a wee bit at halftime, because it, we, were, we were probably second best in, in the first half of the game. So it was... Uh, Obviously, there was a few players not too happy about how the game was going, so even less happy when you go down to nine men and having to do two and three people running. So it was a, again, it was another another show of the, of the team's character, winning mentality and resilience. Like I said before, that we we found a way to win, you know, and, and that's all that matters in those games. Kenny, I'm going to I'm, I'm going to link two questions here, mate. One for Mark, um, and he's asking what it was like playing with McGregor, and also. Um, Kenny, did you think Morelos would have turned out as good as he is when you you, you played with him? So obviously, two players that you played with um, quite a lot in your in your Rangers career, different spells. But what is McGregor like, and and did you see that with Morelos and coming coming for him? Uh, Morelos first, uh, obviously, he was a young player when he when he came to the club. I think he signed when he was twenty. Uh, you could see what, what he had. You could see the physical attributes he had for a like for a young player. He was he was quick. He was powerful. He's obviously the reason he was brought to the club. By all accounts, was the level of goals he had been scoring in, in Finland. So he had that reputation as a as a as an out and out goal scorer. And and we did see it. Listen, we never seen it straight away in regards to. I think it took him a little bit of time to get going. Uh, I think his first goal was actually against Dunfermline in a cup tie that I just slipped him through. He went and smashed one on his left foot, I think. So that set him on his way. But uh, he could feel he was a goal scorer. You know, he was. Uh, he worked hard for the team. Uh, still, a, still a young, young player. But how he's developed over the last three, four seasons has been uh, has been incredible, and, and rightly so. He's, he's a he's a player that's sought after by, by some some big clubs. It's just been good that he's managed to. He's managed to stay at Rangers and, and actually see the job through, which was to get obviously 55. And he's, he's played he's a, a big, big role in that over the, not just this season, but building in the European campaigns and things in the season before. Some of his performances, I mean, I was, I'd done work on the, on the, on the Europa League games and some of the stuff he was, he was, he was performing on the, on the nights was, was extraordinary. You know, so his performance, he was running really, really good defences, ragged, like by himself in, in these games. So I think that's propelled him into the, into the eyes of a lot of teams because his performance at that level in particular was excellent. Baz, you, you want to come in with me in regards to asking Kenny a question? I'll touch Kenny. on McGregor before we go on to oh, Baz. Sorry, sorry, on you go. On you go. I'm forgetting <laughs> my questions, mate. Yeah, you're just getting lost in it there. So, McGregor, <laughs> for me, like, honestly, I, I can't speak highly enough for him. He is a mate, a, a good mate, but he's, he's always had a reputation as a, one of these kind of crazy goalkeepers, and he is. He is when you when you break it down to that, but he's one of the hardest working players that I've ever played with. You know, he's he's always in that gym first first every day, doing his stuff, working on what he needs to work on. Afterwards, he'll be doing his stuff as well in training when when it's game time, as you see. Uh, he is a joker, but game time you would never know that because he's got the game face on every every time he crosses that white line and. 
he's still I think at 39 he is now he's uh, he's still producing big save after big save in the big moments and that's the difference he uh, top players and that's the difference the players that actually can can pull that jersey on and, and, and represent it and are are, are capable of standing up to these these moments and, and producing their, their best form. And, and he's done that time and time again over the, I don't know how many years it is now he's represented the club. It must be, what, 12, 13 years that we're approaching now that he's represented this club. But he's a, he's a big game player. Uh, the saves he makes, again, even on the, the European level that we've seen over the years, he's a wonderful, wonderful player. And listen, he's as good as he ever was. He'll still say that he's, his body's... His body's sore, probably a, a lot more sore than what it used to be in, in after training session games. But he's still performing to the absolute peak of his game, you know. And that's why, again, he's been signed signed on for another year. And I'll take up his 40th birthday. It's, it's, it's testament to his professionalism that he's still going and, and performing to the, to the levels that he has. Baz, yeah, he just says, I just stick my hand out and hope for the best. <laughs> yeah, listen, he's, uh, he's a humble guy. He's, uh, I mean, listen, we all know the saves that he makes are, are, are outstanding. You know, like I've seen him on his, uh, they had, I've got a few wee memes were sent to me after his happy days comment. I'm sure you have all seen them. It was, uh, <laughs> he, he does, he makes it sound simple. But to be fair, he makes it look simple. You know, he makes right. it look simple. I think he was talking about that save and the, the header. Uh, in the European game, the last game there, it was uh, it was out of this world. You know, it's, it's a goal for. There's no many in the world that would actually probably have saved that. You know, never mind in, in, in our game. So he's uh, like you say, he makes it sound simple when he when he gives his interviews. Baz, go for it, mate. Floor is yours. Thanks, Kenny. See when you were doing it, uh, playing for Wolves, did Wolves used to used to train at RAF Cosford? I think they might have trained before I was there, but they never trained there uh, when I when I was actually at any point I was there. I think they went there a few times in, in pre-season to maybe run through week kind of boot camps or things just to get ready for pre-season. I'm not too sure, but right. I never uh, I never ever trained there. Just the reason I mention that is myself and Snagsy were formerly in the RAF, and there was an occasion where I, I purchased this chair off one of the lads, and I was bringing it up to Glasgow, and I was trying to get it in the boot of this wee Renault McGann. And I'm fighting, mate, and I'm, I'm trying to get it in the boot, and I just heard this, like, all this commotion behind me, and it was like, what the fuck is he doing, right? And I turned around, and it was all the Wolves team were standing there, and I'm fighting with this chair, so I was just glad that you were only there, because I was, I was starting to think, if I just made an arse of myself and put it anymore? So I'm glad we cleared, I'm glad we cleared that up. Uh, my, que my question's this, Kenny. Uh, your style of play over the years, you're, you're never the sort of player that's... Like you, you don't do anything half assed Everything's a hundred percent. If there's a fifty-fifty ball, you know every, you're you're going for it. You cover every blade of a grass on the pitch. My question is, how have you managed to play that style of football, but yet keep yourself in like relatively fit and injury-free? Because you would think with that sort of style of football, you know, people would be getting hurt or or whatever. But you've never really had any sort of serious injuries. I'm just wondering, you know, the longevity. Uh, yeah. What's the secret behind that? You know, like I always, oh, when you get to thirty, and I've had I've had numerous players speak to him about this, about what like, you know, when you're still playing at 37, 38 it was at the time, and how how do you do? I've just turned 30, 31, and I want to want to play as long as I can, blah blah blah. And for me, it, it was pretty simple. It was firstly, it was a mentality to that I never actually wanted to give into age. I mean, I still feel I could play now. You know, I'm still trying to tell the gaffer across here that you need to get me signed up here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's uh, 
it was a, a mentality I never wanted to, I never never wanted to give in. I, I, I wanted to win, but I trained every day. You know, I trained every day, and I trained. So what you've said there, and like giving the match, so I, I've done that every day. Listen, everybody knows their bodies, and everybody knows when they can push. Particularly when you get to like like the age that I was at, at the end of my career, you know when you can push, and you know when you maybe need to take the foot off the gas a little bit and kind of manage yourself through a session. But I never wanted to miss a session. That uh, you, you get to that thirty, and you get well, everybody starts panicking. You're you're, you're over thirty, and you're, that's it. You need to stop training. You need to take extra days off, and I genuinely, I can say this honestly, that even at the end, once I'd once I'd left uh, the Rangers in the last couple of years of my career at Dundee and Partick, that the managers had said to me a few times, "Oh, you can take Monday off," or blah, and I was like, "No, no, I'm, I'm coming in. I, I want to train," because that was the I felt if the minute you kind of took these wee extra days off, or you never done this run, or you never done again, even be running, right? We're doing eight runs, Kenny. You do four. I was like, "No, no, I'll do eight. I'm fine, I'll do it. It was, uh, I just didn't, I felt when if you took that, if you took your foot off the gas and you started to take the extra day off here and you take, and you maybe missed out on the run there, I just felt that was you on the slippery slope. So for me, it was just as simple as I trained every day. You know, I tried to train to the, as much as I could every single day. And again, I felt that would have, that would have stood me in good stead uh, on a match day. And in terms of the injury stuff, you do need a bit of luck. You know, you're right, I was I was pretty fortunate through my career. I think the injuries, yeah, I had a few weak and a niggly muscle injuries, which everybody gets over the course of a career. But when you're playing for 20, 24 years, I don't think that's that's too much to kind of ask with, just to get wee niggles over the course of the year. But when I broke my collarbone when I first went on loan to Wolves and I had a double hernia, uh, out with that, there, there, there was no too much to report, to be honest with you. So I was really fortunate in that side yet. But I do feel that being robust and, and, and training hard and, and preparing yourself for the like the rigours of a match day definitely went a long way to that. Definitely. Um, Andrew Bluebells is, is asking what you think of Chris Boyd as a commentator, well, a pundit, I suppose. What's your thoughts on Boyd? Listen, I, I, like, I like Big Boyd. He's... he's, he's he tells it how it is. With times, he's uh, again. He's he knows his stuff, boy. Again, he's a he was a joker in the dressing room. But big boy, he knows his stuff. I did particularly like his one, his one wee bit on uh, Sky Sports News this year when he ran through the, he ran through the Rangers won the league or, or twenty points ahead in the league in the semi-final, you know, semi-final with us and qualified for the last stage of Europa League and it was over to Andy Walker. I did like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did like that wee montage. I think I put that on my Instagram actually just as a wee, uh, a wee tribute to Boydie that day. <laughs> uh, Kenny, a, a friend of your podcast, I've heard him on a few times, he's, he's an ICW wrestler, Jason Reed, right? And he wanted me to ask you about the time when you get taken into the WWE ring. Right? Yeah. At a live show. Now, I think I actually, I was at that show, right? And I think I actually took a picture of you on my phone I think I actually uploaded it to Facebook the next day and said, the king in the WWE ring says, um, is there anything this guy can he do? Right? How did that feel for you getting into the, the ring there? It was actually daunting, you know. I actually wanted to run off the ropes and drop an elbow drop on somebody. <laughs> it was just, it was actually just there to be a, an announcer or, or ring this, this final bell or starter bell or whatever it was. But it was, it was actually really, really daunting because it came about like we had got a... I'd got a contact somehow from somebody to get tickets. It was from my, it was from my nephews. Kind of Oscar and Jensen loved it, uh, and my, my my pal would ask if I could get tickets for them. So I managed to get a contact, and it says, "Oh, look, would you like we do this thing when we take our own like a kind of special guest announcer? Like, would you do it?" And I was like, 
oh, I don't know, you know, they went, no, no, listen, just come on, all you'll need to do is ring the bell. I went, oh, right, listen, that's no bother, I'll sit at the side of the ring and ring the bell, and then when we arrived there, it was right, you need to go backstage, and you're making our entrance walk, and I'm thinking, oh, for fuck's sake, what's going on here? Uh, I think he's seen Wayne Rooney actually do it a few, was it a few weeks or a few months later, he actually got to slap the wrestler in the face. <laughs> Uh, so it was uh, oh, listen, it was it was fun. It was it was, it was exciting stuff. It was uh, but it was doing that ring. What was a wee bit daunting, particularly don't know what kind of reception you're going to get for the Glasgow fans. Was, <laughs> the, was, the, uh, was the most daunting part. But no, but listen, it was good. It was good fun. Good, good. That's by the way, you heard it here. Drew McIntyre, or Jason Reed, and, and Kenny Miller. You've got a Rangers faction going on here. We've got a Rangers stable going on here, which I'm, I quite like to see, actually, to be fair. Good tag um, team. We've got a good tag team against someone there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kenny, I'm, I'm conscious of the time with your cellmate because it is what, half five, six o'clock, and where you are? It is, mate. Uh, you've got quarter six, we are. Quarter six. That's, that's the kind of legend that you're dealing with that he's, he's doing this. So, <laughs> again, Kenny, we can't thank you enough, mate. But um, there's Jason actually commented for you there. Um, he, I think he's wanting to. I think he's wanting to have a. Here you go. Next time you're over, we'll get you. Elbow, your, your, elbow drops below. <laughs> um, there you go, mate. Um, I I sent you a text the other day to say that uh, the newspaper cutting that, that was seven years. I think it said since you since you signed for Rangers for that final time. Yeah. We did. You did say you wish you could go back, and I'd kind of made the joke. No, we don't wish we could go back because there was a lot of hurt, but we wish we could put Kenny Miller in his prime in Stephen Gerrard's Rangers team. Mm. Where, where would you see yourself fitting into that team, Kenny? Do you think you would take on that role through the middle where we ease? And also, what's your thoughts? Before you go, what's your thoughts on the season we've had? Obviously, it would have to be. It would have to be right in at number nine. But that would only be if Alfredo could... Uh, if we sold Alfredo for £20 million, it would need to be. So... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen, it would be see he's a forward playing in that team, like and you look at the the support network for like for the forward, the the wingers that play or the inside wingers that play, the fullbacks that, that obviously produce so many crosses for the for the forward players to attack, the midfield that they've got. I mean, I think their midfield's as strong as any. Uh, obviously with Davo pulling the strings in there. Davo's another player that obviously played way over that over that second spell. He was wonderful footballer again. Another testament to his profession, how how he's still going at this point, and, and again performing at, at the level that he is, and he's such a linchpin in, in Stevens' midfield to control the game for them. So uh, it would be it would be a pleasure to play in that team, you know, as a as a forward. The service you would get, I'm sure, the level of goals you would get would be again if you ask Big Boy Day, Super Ali, Michael Moles. If you asked all them the same kind of questions, I'm sure they would say the same because the. The support network for the forward is is outstanding. Uh, coming for wide areas, like I said, with fullbacks or through the middle with the with the clever players that they've got around about the forward. So it would be great to play in that team. Uh, in terms of the season, it's that's an, a, a league season domestically. What's we're sitting thirty seven games in at the moment, thirty one wins, six draws. I think we're on ninety nine points. We're on at the moment. Chance, obviously, if we if we go on unbeaten the season, which we will, we, we will at the weekend. We'll get break a hundred points, which will be a, a phenomenal achievement to go whole, through the whole season and beating and obviously clinching that that long away title. It was uh, it's, it's an amazing achievement. You know, it's one I think everybody has been expecting since we obviously got promoted five years ago. But I've said all along now, and, you, and we can say it now, it's it was always going to take that bit of time. You know, there was there was still a rebuild going on, even when Mark was there and. And and it was it was disappointing to see Mark go, you know, because and I was I was there at the time and 
he was building something. He was building something good, and he had us playing a certain way. But it was going to take us a little bit of time to make that jump. And particularly if, if you think of the squad we had, it was there wasn't a lot of people, or if any, apart from maybe me and and Big Waldo that had actually probably played in the SPL. You know, so as much as it's yeah, you've played at good levels and things before, but it's, it's different when you're particularly the team that came through for the championship. You know, they needed to get used to it. It was going to be a it was going to be a bigger test, and it was always going to take a bit of time. And then when Stephen came to the club again, there was massive obviously furor surrounding that because it's a huge, huge appointment for the football club. Such a big name in world football uh, coming to our club. It was. Uh, the, the expect the expectancy was obviously there. The demand's always been there. The at this club, I mean, you need to live up to it. But I think the way that Stephen has conducted the sale over the three years has been brought a bit of class back to the role. To be honest with you, because he's dealt with a lot of stuff. And again, even him coming in, it was going to take his squad time to get used to what it meant to play for the club. Uh, the, the demands that are put on you every single day to to perform. Uh, you can't have an off day. I mean, you know, a, a draw is a, is a disaster. Two draws is it's, it's, it's sacking material. So it's, uh, it's, it's one of them where how, how they've kind of conducted themselves, Stephen and his staff, because I know his staff worked tirelessly behind the scenes uh, to get that that long-awaited title. It's, listen, that's it. It was going to take time, but now that it's here, I think we've got to enjoy it, enjoy the weekend. It's just a shame that there's not going to be 50,000 packed into Ibrox. Uh, because what a what a special! I'm sure there'll probably be fifty thousand outside. No, I'm condoning any of that kind of carry on. But, uh, it's, uh, I'm sure there'll be plenty. I'll be outside uh, who will be turning up to show the support and their appreciation for the job that not just the Stephen and his staff have done, but the players have that have, that have, have managed to get over the line this season. So wonderful season again, again on the on the European front. It was a good season as well. Uh, hopefully we can just we we'll just put a wee bit of pressure on Stephen and his staff now, and hopefully we can go and get a get a cup and a league next year, and just keep building <laughs> towards that. So it's uh, no, it's been a wonderful season. It's been a job well done. I think I think he was uh, he got the sports writers manager of the year this uh, this this week as well, which again is fully deserved. And that's uh, again I like I like the way he always has his been. Whether it's a manager of the month award that he gets, or whether it's a the manager, you like how he always gets his staff and, and he includes them in that because I'm sure he knows and he appreciates the job and how much work that they put in behind the scenes as well. It's uh, it all goes into that's the support network for the manager and it, the fact that he appreciates that and, and shows that shows the class of the man. Kenny, I think it's just left for us to say again is thank you and your part in getting us back to where we belong. And um, thanks for your service through the, the, your career um, to Rangers. You know, you've always been remembered fondly and some of the comments that have came into us tonight shows that. Um, one question, though, final question. Is the love affair with the Rangers finished? Or is there a coaching management sort of role in the future? Listen, I think everybody knows who knows me. You guys on the podcast will know that that will never be over. It's... Uh, it's that's why I came back three times, you know. So, it's, uh, you know, there's, I, I would, I would absolutely love that. You know, I, I felt that's where I seen my career going. Uh, I felt I had, a, I mean, like I said I took that trying to help out with the twenties as much as I can in my last couple of years at the club. So it was, uh, it was always on my radar that I wanted to make that step at, at, at Rangers. You know, unfortunately, events unfolded that. Uh, Kind of put an end to that in the in the short term, but for me, long term, that would always be a a goal and a dream uh, to come back to the club in some kind of capacity. 
Now, Kenny, as fans, we hope that 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 happens, mate. We hope you come back and that you have every success that you've had. Best of luck um, in, in the management side over there, um, and we do hope to see you see you back at Ibrox soon. Well, Kenny's going away. We're going to leave you with a spoiler that Mister Buzz Bisky broke. Rangers, the next Here's time we lift the league trophy, will be in a Castor strip, and that's that's pretty exciting to think that that. Buzz. Buzz, do you do you remember that, mate? Back when we used to drink tea and coffee and in, in the podcast before we were brought down to the level of alcohol and, and shit like that, mate. Do you remember that? That was a spoiler for you. Uh, I do remember that. See you later, Kenny. Thanks very much, mate. <laughs> hey, cheers, Kenny. Cheers, mate. I was going to say what, what just happened. Just oh, happened okay. uh, oh, Kenny, just Kenny, just before you go, I've got a quick oh. <laughs> Bass, Bass was going to ask me about the four four one Kenny formation as well. And you, you completely ruined that. No, he wasn't. He was no, never going to ask. He <laughs> can't, uh, can't do that, mate. He's not allowed. There was a aye. That was a, the podcast back in the day when we first started out, and it was a Wednesday afternoon. And we were sitting drinking cups of tea, and being all professional and all that. And that that was that prediction was made. We were talking about the custodial had just been done, and. I was saying how it was a five-year deal, I think, and how it was an exciting times because that meant that that shot would be warm the next time we won the league. So, aye. Do you know what Spoiler, I was just thinking? You caught me right off. I was, do you know what I was just thinking? This is for 2010, 2011, and Kenny Miller's name's on that shot. But then I was going to point it out, and then I thought, does that no look squinty? I don't want to look like a dick in front of Kenny Muller saying, Kenny, there's your name, and the guy goes, by the way, that looks squinty. That's why I thought I'm all embarrassing myself again. So, uh, Kenny, if you're still pass. watching, I'm sorry about the state of the, the shot, man. I just in fact, I'm just, I'm just going to hold this for the remainder of the podcast. Uh, <laughs> um, Kenny Willers just texted me there saying, Cheers, pal, enjoyed that. And I said, Thanks very much, mate. Love that. You're a legend. And he said, Anytime. So Kenny Miller, by the way, that's the measure of the man. It's quarter to six in the morning, Irwin, he is, and there he is. On the oh podcast. my God, that's what it was, quarter to six at night, that's unreal. <laughs> talking to, talking about <laughs> Night's alive. That's that's the man, that, that is the man. Um, and we can't even... Well, have a shrimp on the barbie, Kenny, mate. Oh, you just <laughs> made me say it. <laughs> I was just like a bit struck, like, watching him there, because obviously, like, Kenny Miller's been massive in my, my following of being a fan, because obviously... Um, He's like one of the main like strikers that have been a, like in and about all the time when right. when I was going to games with my dad and I was weeing and then I was going to games when I was in high school and stuff like that. So I was just kind of like, yeah, what was your, your favourite goal? Because I was like, I cannot believe. But yeah, he's such he's such a gentleman and he was just he's nice. so down to earth. He's, he's very so open nice. and honest. He's very you know he's very I think both him uh, both Kenny and Mark Overton were very gracious uh, with their time this evening and uh, right. that, that was fantastic of them to both come on and do that um I love very, Stags is eating his hot dogs but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I fucking love it he's been saving them till Kenny was off that's what it is I've been very gracious with this hot dog policy wouldn't you say you have been yeah, yeah. That, that, that's that's a sheer yeah very gracious yeah, very yeah. Uh, no but I think they're both were about Kenny Ke- yeah, I watched the I watched both the Mark and Kenny interviews you done um, way back last year, and both of them fantastic. And Kenny Kenny's just talks and talks and talks. He's you can see his enthusiasm for not only the game but for our club. For he's club, yeah. he is he is one of us. Kenny Miller is one of us. Even though yes. he took a even though he took a year out of football for you know and and he, he, and 
purely for family reasons, they had to get some money somewhere. Um, but uh, yeah, that aside, he is he is one of us. I don't care what anybody says, he is one of us. I said I said that to him on the podcast. I says, Kenny, I did yeah. research stats on you, mate. And for the year, you know, 2006, 2007, I think it was, and I couldn't find it anywhere. You hadn't scored a goal, you hadn't made a single football appearance. And he laughed and said it didn't happen, mate. So if <laughs> Kenny says it didn't happen, I'm very, very happy to go along with that, that it didn't happen. Mark as well, funny story about when we've done the podcast with Mark. You know when you're getting to the bits where when Mark left and obviously the cup final, and, you know, the negative side of obviously maybe his time, right? And, and I was kind of... Maybe skirting run the issues a wee bit. And Mark turning and says to me, if you watch it back, I left it in. Mark turning and says to me, Scott, if you want an interview, just ask the question. That's right, yeah. Like, that, yeah. For fuck's sake. Yeah, yeah. But, then, but, then, but then he says, yeah, but, you, but yeah, the people in, the people in your profession, and you think she was a journalist? I know, man. <laughs> what do you mean? Jaina, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm happy, he's, yeah. I'm happy uh, QPR are doing quite well, because yeah. so maybe just, be, just before Christmas, I think I'd seen some of their fans were kind of call, calling for his head and stuff, so it's good that it's good that they've kind of turned it around and hopefully they have a better season next year, maybe make the playoffs. Mm. See, see, I'm, I'm actually with slow lads. I meant to say, I'm meant to wangle us all a free invite, don't you? A QPR game. Oh, that'd be great because we could, we could have gone get to London and then, and then then come back up via boat and get us a well, few matches. He did say to me that when I was doing, uh, if I was ever doing in London, to give him a shout if he was still QPR manager and he would get his hospitality. But I don't think he realised that we have a few on the podcast. So I'm just going to rock up with his all guys, right? And we're just going right. to We're all here for a hospitality date. <laughs> <laughs> it'll just it'll just be doing as the battle fever pod people and about nine, nine years will show up like I, we're all and we'll put here look we'll prove it look we'll prove it nuts <laughs> uh, man nuts um going into the chat here right and i do apologize <clears> i couldn't get through everybody's questions and even the guys on the pod i could hardly get through the questions and then everybody kept stealing jeeps fucking questions so it's kind of, I know I was struggling a wee bit, um, but Mark, I think, says that he was actually surprised that I brought up WWE and I didn't get out my Hulk Hogan story. No, I didn't. I didn't. I'll keep that for a special occasion. Um, Justin, Justin is in Dallas, Texas, spreading yeah. the word about the Bears Corner. Um, Justin, thank you very much, my friend. You're a superstar. Dallas. And hopefully the, the, you guys are there and enjoying the party on Saturday as well. Do you know what I was thinking? See if we're heading down. You know, if the Battle Fever podcast is heading down for QPR, I mean, by the time you add Callum, Derek and Jason, we'll need a couple of more people and we can just play them a game of football. Oh, yes. Hi. <laughs> oh, in. my God. I'll, I'll need to be manager. Like, Jesus Christ, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. I've actually been in goals then. I'll be the Clint Hill of the team. I'm gonna be. <laughs> I'm gonna be like. Um, people are gonna call me the next Gavin Strack, and I'll be sitting at the side with my laptop. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to play football, manager. That's me. I'd, I'll don't go. Worry. I'll you go don't right look, back. You don't look as trampy. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> you should imagine. Right. No, imagine it went the other way, and he turned around and went, "I spot on." Spit <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, you, what you should have said was, you look nowhere near that. that you can, don't look trampy. As? Not that, as. <laughs> I mean, as. Jim, Jim wins this here, Jodie Bell. <laughs> 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 Jodie Bell. <laughs> oh, um, I did say this was going to be a party pod. 
highlights. We've kind of played our wee happy Scottish Cup highlights. How much was that spin, spin tingling again seen? Oh, Mackay's oh, goal and, and Kenny's goal and then obviously... It's when the pair are sitting watching it with him because we can see them. And they're just they're, they're big smiles in their face. Smiling. I know, I know. sensational. Um, I just need to get a shout out on me here because I'm, I'm struggling. I forgot to do it at the start. Jay Gallagher, who watches the pod quite a lot, um, he's also been on as well. His wee boy is watching the pod for the first time, Fraser, right? Now, Fraser is 11 today and it's his birthday. So, happy birthday, Fraser. Happy 11. birthday. Happy birthday. So, we don't cause a, a riot in the house, right? Lane, his big brother, was 12 last week. Now, he'll not be happy if we don't say happy belated birthday. So, we don't want to cause a fight in the household, right? So. I've not got a joke for 12. When he got 11. <laughs> <laughs> So happy birthday to they two and we hope you enjoy happy the birthday. pod. You know, and, and happy birthday to ya. We've toned the swearing down a wee bit as well. I think well that's probably because Martin and Kenny were on to be fair, but we have uh, that's what that's exactly why it was. Yes. Let's get it back to fucking normal. <laughs> but did you did you know it's the, the first the first the first person to use the fuck word was Kenny? Kenny Miller. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally just sitting like, "Mm -hmm, yeah, say more. (laughs) (laughs) No, see, we were all actually, um, we were all actually a wee bit in love with Kenny Miller as well. We're all kind of sitting there starstruck. That's the effect the man has. Do you know know something? Baz said at the start, I'm nervous. I'm nervous here. And I I was like, me too. And I gent, before I came on here this evening, this is the first, this is the first podcast I've come on. uh, I've been nervous. Apart from the very first one I've done in here with you. For this is the first part of your podcast, I've been nervous. Apart from the first nice. one done. Nice. I, 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 was I don't know what's that going on in my lighting. See, when I swing in this chair like this, the background goes, it's like light. See, it goes, see how it went light there? And then when I swing it that way, it goes dark. See, it went dark. That's right. That's right. I don't know what's going on. Genuinely think somebody's standing behind the camera just with a flash on and off. I don't know. Get your Cody, lighting guys. Cody, I'm usually a bit more professional. I usually get a a lighting manager and a sound guy, and I've normally got somebody that deals with the studio, and this, this is normally so I've got lighting issues. I need to sit in the hood, it's all gone right for me tonight, guys. It's all gone right. Because you never said 441, Kenny. Exactly. There was a reason there was a reason behind it. There was a reason why I never brought it up. Your, your, po- your posters went to squint again. Ah! I'm gonna- <laughs> there was a reason that, like the whole 441 Kenny thing was you know you've got a 442 and then like, you've got Kenny Muller who basically covers every blade of grass on the pitch and he goes above and beyond the, the position that he's playing but I didn't want to make it sound like he's not playing the position he was supposed to be playing do you know what I mean I was, so I didn't want Kenny Muller saying is this guy trying to say I don't know what fucking position I'm supposed to be playing? So that's why I never brought up the four four one. I think I think I think it just it just means that he had a bit of a free roam, didn't he? I think that's basically he what it was. He's the king. He's allowed to do what he wants. King Kenny. King Kenny. Um, I don't know, guys. Do we want Jodie to sing if she's up for singing? And yes. then we'll get to the fitness side of things for last night. And obviously, question. looking at looking I'm ahead to looking ahead to Saturday's. Um, Trophy party. Um, I've got a oh, final hot dog oh, to finish here, mate. So that's right, perfect timing. Right, and also we want to plug this because I usually plug this at the start, but I got a wee bit nervous because of um, Mark Warburton, right? But Paul there is sporting a beautiful Champions Cup, which I have. 
um, up there sitting on top of that. And I've also got all these beautiful cards down here. And that is from the main man there on Twitter, Gio. Um, that is his Twitter handle I follow, guys. He's one of our partners on the podcast. And he's also doing our Player of the Year um, cards like those for Connor Goldson, Young Player of the Year for Nathan Patterson, and um, Goal of the Season for Kamar Roof in, in Belgium. Connor Goldson, remember, we voted for him in the pod last week. Majority um, got that. That's what we wanted. And the viewers agreed with us on our Twitter poll, and Connor Goldson won that. So as a unified, combined award between the podcast podders and the viewers that Connor Goldson is our player of the year. And there he is for Mr. Stu's drawings there from Art of Gold. Again, go and check this out. Go and check the collab out between the two of them because it's fucking sensational in case they've seen Right. I don't want to be disrespectful to any of the nominees for the PFA Player of the Year, but I just think it's criminal that Goldson didn't get a nomination. Yes, mate. But I feel I, f- I don't feel I feel the other four are worthy of it as well, if that makes sense. So, mm-hmm. but I just think it's I just think it's mad. But here, agreed. Do you know the thing, Scott? I just see Jody on the guitar. Jody's got a guitar there now. Me and Jody spoke about this today. We've worked something out. We planned this. So we're going to do a wee duet here. <laughs> uh, I've, I've, Jody, I've, I've dropped my plectrum, so I've got my, my uh, Budweiser lid. So uh, we're going to play Sweet Child of Mine. Uh, one. Uh, two, are we not doing that? Sorry, sorry, that's next week. Sorry, that's next week. Sorry, actually. <laughs> 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 the scene <laughs> ハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハ
updated singing the blues tune as well because we need to get that yeah well i thought um so four lads had a dream well um that will be coming out on my youtube soon um recorded the vocals got our very own jeep helping me uh, with that one so he's um it's him. Uh, so he's helping me with that um i've got a few other things up my sleeve um another wee original one we've never had every saturday we follow is that what the boys want well, why, why don't we go for every saturday we follow and then go to you got me singing the blues right okay right because a few of people are singing Super real, once I felt the other, all the way 
In Ibrooks Park, yet came alive when the bold Mark Walters he made it five or He got me singing the words. Billy McNeil went home that night. He said to his wife, The Celtic are shaped already. He got me singing the words. Well, I never felt more like singing the blood We meant to put five past the numbers or eight got me singing the Lounge 72, guys. First time on Monday. Autumn's, we're going to be there, which brings me to that nice link there, Jody. I like that. You could present this, by the way. <laughs> which, of course, I have a ticket here for our live show, which sold out, guys, in 50 minutes. And all is on the podcast here. Can I thank everybody enough who's bought a ticket? We hope to release more, um, depending on restrictions. Um, we hope to release more. But <clears throat> thanks to everybody who did, because it was quite humbling. And because I decided to do it all myself, being the control freak that I am, decided to do it all myself rather than get to some company to then sell all the tickets. Twitter just went, <laughs> the DMs. <laughs> Facebook went the same and Instagram went the same. And I'm really, really sorry if um, I couldn't get, get a ticket you know, sent to you or whatever because we've actually sold it. But I'm hopeful that if we keep going the way we're going with this pandemic, um, that we can get more people there to join us because it will be a hell of a night and it will be a party and Jody will be there as well. Paul, Jeep, myself, Baz has obviously got work commitments that he needs to, he needs to deal with. Snags, he's obviously in a different area, which might restrictions, etc., on travelling and things like that. So um, we just can't... Eat. But the rest of these will be there. Callum will be Come there. and stay with Jeep. Come and stay with Jeep. There you go. <laughs> You're in safe hands with Jeep. Don't worry. Hotel, hotel Jeep. <laughs> I'll be everyone's taxi. I'll be everyone's taxi. Everyone's taxi, and I've got a taxi motor anyway, so I'll just be everyone's taxi driver. He told Jody about the taxi driver, but a wee bit, of, a wee bit of insight. Mike McCurry's going to join us that night, and we all know Mike for having on this podcast that he is the man, right? Um, and and he's going to be there. We are hopeful that we will have a, another special guest, an ex-player, um, to join us on the podcast. And I'm, I can't say too much yet because I'm not too sure of myself. <laughs> um, but I'm hopeful that we have... <laughs> don't, we most just went apeshit in the comments now. Mm-hmm. I mean, put out Brian Lowe. Um, but I'm hoping that we have... <laughs> um, there you go. Jodie, love that. My six-year-old daughter is singing at the top of her voice and asked to open all the windows in the house. She's in the party mood. She's all set for that Saturday night, thanks. So... I take it she didn't shout out the window and the Celtic are shite at six year old. Um, oh, if she did she that, if she did that's really class, and I like that. And please get that in video. Um, if she did a raffle, I'll raffle off guitar lessons. No, Jody said no doing guitar lessons. Love it. I'll hand out guitar lessons. Teach you, teach you a range of songs you need to know. But I'll turn up at Ibrooks. <laughs> um, just my eyes. I just want to add as well that, Scott, thanks very much for making up that excuse for me about now working and the excuse for Snagsy about, uh, you know, he's too far away. The truth is, 
we were going to do this live gig. We were going to do this live gig and then Scott dropped a bombshell that every single penny will be going to the Rangers Youth Development and me and Snags are like, wait a minute, we're not getting paid for this. We're not going. We're not going. I'm like, I thought we were money grabbing bastards like every other, every other podcast. It comes out, it comes out well, no. It comes out this podcast is they made up of money grabbing bastards and we're not getting a penny for it. So me and Snags are went, oh, we're not going then. So uh, maybe we'll be at the next one. Uh, I'm kidding on, of course I'm kidding on. Uh, we will be getting paid if we go. No, I'm still kidding on. Still kidding on. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but in, all, in all seriousness, uh, you know, it's for a good cause. So get yourself a Langyard. Well, obviously, you're getting yourself a Langyard because it's sold out. And uh, so there's no need to plug it anywhere because it doesn't really matter, does it? I've sold the tickets. <laughs> so if you never got a ticket, no luck, I guess. No luck. And we'll see you at the next one. Hopefully you can never get a ticket. Jeep's offering up his house anyway, so we'll, <laughs> <laughs> we'll go back here after it. <laughs> um, I there you go, Nicola says she thinks she's shouted it louder and she says counting <laughs> in for guitar lessons. So there you go. Um, moving on, obviously, we did have a football game last night. A comfortable 3-0 victory on an absolute abomination of a park. Uh, as easy as it comes, really, lads. Rangers never really... <clears> when they did get out of first gear, they scored three goals. I thought um, their manager, David Martindale, a wee bit of credit to him for the whole guard honour thing and also his honesty in summing up the game after it. You know, he did basically stand there with his hands in the air shouting, that's why we are, eh, sorry, they're champions. And that was nice. <laughs> <laughs> that was nice to see David do that. Um, really I'm not sure about, I'm not a really likeable guy, aren't you? He, he is, but I'm not sure about the jeans and the Gucci trainers and that. I'm not sure about that as a manager. I'm not sure about that. But, um, I don't know, maybe that's just me, but um, I like the way your manager's dressed, you know, fucking resplendent in his fucking beautiful suit there. Um, Paul, well, sees your thoughts on the game, mate. Obviously, we've only got about 15 minutes, but we'll try and sum this up and go into Saturday. Yeah, I thought, as you say, it was, it was a pretty comfortable victory in the end. Uh, that park is just horrific. I mean, you can be, I, I'd say I, I watched it on our TV, and, you, and it's a slight sort of um, I try, it's a blocking um, because it's on the computer and stuff like that. But the ball bounced the pitch, and because it takes the way it works, as black stuff comes up, all you're left is a black square where the balls bounce. It sits there for a couple of seconds. It just shows you it's, it's just horrific. It's an awful thing. I have, I'm not going to go into it because I've said so many times, but it's like a carpet in a nightclub. There's a bit of everything spill on it of every variety. And it's just it's a horrific pitch. But no, we, we played really, I think we played pretty much within ourselves. We barely got a second gear and it was a comfortable victory. And you're right what you said about David Martindale. Um, it's nice to see managers coming out and actually offering praise that's deserved. And so far, only two managers, opposition managers, have come out this season and are giving Rangers any credit at all. And that's both, both Martindale and John Hughes, and I respect them for that. Yep, definitely. Baz, your thoughts on it, mate? Um, as easy as it comes, really, the first goal, Tav, great bit of skill behind you to win the penalty. Um, and then obviously Tav dispatches it, which he's probably had a wee bit of trouble doing recently, but he certainly dispatched that one. I was nervous when he stepped up to be honest, because obviously he missed a couple of penalties during the season. So I was a wee bit nervous when he stepped up. The goalkeeper actually guessed the right way, but it was a perfectly placed penalty and it was good to see him get his 19th goal of the season. Hopefully he gets number 20. It'd be good to see that. But I'm I'm glad to go to the goal and aye, it, was, it was a nice penalty. Aye, all good. Snags, aye. Aye. So a few people are saying in the comments there, mate. Hopefully, it might be... Is this is this the wasp down here? It is, it is yeah. mate. There he is, is on it? the hill right there. there. He My was man. on the hill. There you go. 
Well done, Robin. See the video he took because you put it in the chat and it was fucking <laughs> sensational. Um, it was. But a few people in the chat mate saying about how obviously with Hamilton going down, that's one less pitch um, to deal with next season, one less plastic pitch. Kelly might be going the same road road as well, remember? So hopefully. You never know, we might be two doing. <laughs> Fingers crossed, mate. I can't I can't wait to fucking get rid of them. Honestly, it's like running through thick mud or cake, as we used to see on the wheel the wheel with Chase podcast. That Black Forest Gatto you get at weddings, it's like running through that. <laughs> The fucking cherries and stuff. You're like trying to get out of here. Like, can he escape? Cannot escape. But no, the 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 uh, Rangers performance. Like, this was this was one of these games where you're like, I've 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 got two left to go. Aberdeen at home. That's a that's a given. Do you know what I mean? We'll fucking destroy them. But this was the one where I thought, do you know what? We might we might come away with a wee draw or something like that. You know. But um, fair play, the players come out and and you know played played some of the best stuff and. I think um, at one point Martindale was shouting at, actually, at Jason Holt actually because he was giving Stephen Davis and Glenn Kamara too much space when he was supposed to be pressing hard. Um, and I think when you give those two space to dictate the game, it's game over. And on that left-hand side, Joe Rebo and Glenn Kamara, <laughs> it was like playing against 14 players, I think they said or something like that. It was, it was incredible. Some of the some of the one-touch football we played and some of the, the, the balls over the top as well. Obviously, that was one of the one of the um, areas that we sought to expose when when Livingston were pressing so high and it was a gift to us because some of the you know the dummies and stuff to to break the back line it was oh it was just beautiful absolutely beautiful and uh, absolutely loved it absolutely loved it Jody before we go to Jeep your thoughts on Jack Simpson obviously I thought Jack Simpson done really really well he get, he get tangled once and kind of out muscled by the big guy Jet um, J. Emmanuel Thomas whatever his name is and then he found his, his, his stride a wee bit and I thought the big man was excellent. Yeah, yeah, I think when he when he got into it, he, he strolled the game, and I think considering that he's not had as much game time as anyone else, it just shows the the efforts that he's putting in in training. And boy, like he's got a great team to learn off of just now, having Goldson and uh, Hellander and Balligan to have all that experience from. Um, Maybe on his fifty. Oh, sorry. Like <laughs> um, but yeah, so like yeah, I think he's done very well, and I think it's just an, another testament to Rangers just how literally we can. We've got the strength and depth, and if, if unfortunately there is an injury, we can we can slot those players in, and it just shows the mentality throughout the season, um, that, that we can rely on that. And um, when um, when you were talking about obviously Martindale, he's um, praises Rangers, and he knows he knows that we're a good side and stuff. He actually said they actually called Camaro, uh, Camara, Camaro. I was buckled in his interview. He went, I, when you when you give wee Camaro loads of space, I was like, <laughs> so like to touch on what obviously Snags I said there, yeah, so. Um, I think they like Aribo and uh, Kamara were absolutely brilliant as well. But yeah, just it's just what what a team we are. Eh? I just love us. Like I just love us. <laughs> Do you think that sums it up, mate? Is is the love? And I put on Twitter before we came on that the bond between the supporters and this squad and the management team is as strong as I've ever remembered. You know, and, and Walter's time and even you know going through that. Um, so your thoughts on Joe left back, excellent. Aye, it was, was super, but yeah, I think Borna might be a bit like, what after Gerard said it's like as good a left back performance as you've seen him? I'm like, what the fuck, Gaffer Peter? But um, no, I thought he was, I thought he was like phenomenal considering he was just slotting in. Uh, he had a big part to play in the third goal as well. Um, he basically created it on the left hand side. I thought we were, I thought we were good. Do you know what? I, I, I thought we played all right. Um, was, but playing all right and getting three 0 playing just playing all right and getting three 0 that just shows. So I thought we kind of I thought we rode our luck a wee bit when we were two 0 up. Obviously the boy kind of 
doing his Patrick Roberts impression and hitting the post and stuff. But uh, other than that, uh, it was it was fairly comfortable. But I mean, it's it's argue it is arguably the hardest place to go. I mean, you're, there's there's an, an argument for Livingston. Hibs Aberdeen out with Celtic being the hardest stadiums to go to. The pitch mm-hmm. is just a nightmare, and I'm I'm happy that that they've that we've won, and I can still say that because if if you hadn't, it would be like you're making excuses. But um, oh, thank you, mate. But um, I it's, it's just it's it's just it's a terrible pitch. It's probably the worst plastic pitch in the Premier League. I just I see it being worse than the other ones, and. If if ha- I, th- I believe Hamilton need to win nine 0 on their final day to survive, so it's looking pretty much certain that we're going to lose that one. And we Dundee beating Wraith three 0 last night. Obviously, Wraith have a plastic pitch, so wanting Kelly to get relegated to lose one would just would be pointless if Wraith got promoted. So it's good that <clears throat> that Dundee won, and then if hopefully Kelly finish eleventh, and then Dundee do them as well. And I've not even got anything personally against that club. I don't like the way they play. I don't like the way they play. I didn't like them when when Clark was there because I don't like him. But um, but I don't like the pitch. I don't like the way they they. I just feel they're really anti football. Um, and see to be honest, see to be honest, well, I feel quite sorry for Brian Rice at Hamilton a day, and and I'm surprised. I mean, I don't know if anybody remembers the the like how well Hamilton played against us when we drew one one with them a couple of months ago when they scored right at the death they basically snatched a draw but over the course of the game they probably deserved to win it they were really good and I remember sticking on Twitter at that point if you just keep that up you will be alright you will survive but like we clubs there they just don't they they treat Rangers like their cup final and then they just spent too much time getting beat after like some fucking St Mirren and Ross County and that and unfortunately they're getting done but I feel a wee bit sorry for the manager he's one of the, the honest guys in the league that I actually that I do have a bit of respect for but Shit happens. Genuine, genuine football man. That's what he comes mm. across as. It's a shame. He's a shame, he's but... praised he's praised Rangers on a, a number of occasions Aye. over over the years. Like he's always he's like Aye. if we've went and beat, beat them quite comfortably, he's always came out and praised. He's none of this fucking Derek McInnes shit talking about. I God, they had what four deflections, not like, crap, just making excuses. Aye. Do you know what I mean? Like usual. Pandering to clowns, mate. That's all that is. Um, we had just gained a yard of pace and it's now becoming magnificent. No accepting that, Andrew. He's still half a yard short. Oh. That's, a, that, that's an in-joke in the podcast, remember that Andrew Bluebell said, if MD says one more time that Hadji's half a yard short, I'm going to get off my nut. Sorry, mate, sorry, just, just before you move on, there was a couple of things yes. I just picked up on that people said, right? Snags was talking about Welcome to Chase podcast and the Gatto. Right, I was going to be welcome to Chase podcast for years. I can't remember Gatto's ever getting mentioned, Blanche. I don't know what he's talking about. I really don't know what he's talking about. I was at my not mastery time during that period. Maybe that's just somebody. Anyway, I'm in a better place now. I'm moving on. It was hard enough getting you fucking on. (laughs) And keep you on. Keep you on before it got in a huff. I I quit every single week in that podcast. Plastic pitches. See if we get rid of Kilmarnock and Hamilton now. Kilmarnock might get beaten the the playoffs as Jim touched on. I think the, the way it works is like third and fourth in the championship. Play then they play second, so that would be like a well, Dun- Fernland. They play right. Dundee, and then, and then whoever wins that plays Kilmarnock. Yes, yes, right. So hopefully Kilmarnock go down now. The thing is, if Kilmarnock go down, that gets rid of the two pitches, so the top flight can actually have a vote on the, the subject. I think they need to get is it more than 10 out of 12 or something like that? He passed some sort of thing like that. So 
if we get rid of, I mean, there was, there was three teams, Hamilton, Kilmarnock and Livingston. You were never going to get rid of them. But if two of them are out the road, you have that vote, then it's only Livingston that's going to vote for it. So if they two go, then there's a possibility that they have the vote and we, we don't see them in the top flight, which I think it should be. I've always said that. Mm. I mean, if you remember mm. a few years ago, Aberdeen should have got relegated. They never got relegated because it was deemed Falkirk never had the capacity in the stadium at the time. So right. Falkirk never it came up. Mean. So if there's, if there's rules concerning oh. capacity in your stadium, then there should be rules concerning the playing surface if you want to play in the top flight. That's the second point I wanted to bring up. The third point I wanted to bring up, do you remember I was swinging about my chair saying how it was dead dull? Well, it looks dead bright now, and Jody looks dead dull. So I don't know if I've stole some of your light, Jody, because <laughs> I don't know if I've got a certain amount of light between the six years. And I've, <laughs> I've got a bit bright on you've got a bit, I don't know what's going on there. That's because so, we're not taking money for this night and we're giving it to charity. The lecky bill's running dry. That's what it is. That, and I've, rigged, I've got my meter rigged. So. <laughs> He's in somebody's shed, mate. Baz is in somebody's shed. That's right. Yeah. Just putting somebody's garden, stealing their Wi Fi. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's a drugs trick. There's two things, two things I want to try and kind of get through before we go. Jody's new song, we want to get a wee bit of a preview of and also let her. Um, Say what she wants to say on that, and also we have the the, the title party on Saturday. That you know the chance to go invincible um, all season. Wow! And people saying it's not an invincible season. Tried telling Arsene Wenger that when he was at Arsenal. Yep. Of course, it's an invincible season. We've won the title. I can't, guys. Anybody turning around and saying about Callum Davidson deserved the, the manager of the year? Callum Davidson has lost more games in the Premier League this year than what he's won and also would be sitting what eighth or something like the new going by the points but it just so happens the Scottish League's so stupid that you can finish sixth with less points than the team who finishes eight or ninth which is fucking ridiculous when you think about it but that's that now that that's out the road title party on Saturday policies you've seen a few title parties in your in your lifetime right. I've, I've seen every range of title party in my lifetime <laughs> Where does this one rank? Honestly, the, same as the first one in eighteen ninety one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Once again, my answer question is stolen. Yeah, um, no, I think, I think this is this is this is probably the best because of what happened to us the last ten years. Do you know what I mean? Fighting our way back from what happened, you know, the, down the lower leagues, working our way back up. This is by far the best, certainly in my lifetime. By a by a country fucking way, and I'm even out doing nine in a row with that. This is this is the best, simply the best. Okay, my roof scored with his chest. Oh, rain. <laughs> Buzz, Buzz, what, what will it mean to you, mate? Seeing Tav of all people, considering where Tav where he joined us, you know, and and some of the things that Tav's went through um, at Rangers, and and now seeing him go up and be the captain. The left sat trophy. I mean, I, I think it's fantastic. I think it's fantastic as Tav as a player. It's fantastic as Tav as a person. And I don't know why I'm doing that voice. Uh, no, it's going to be good. It's going to be amazing. He's grown as a person. He's grown as a captain. And he's he's grown as a player, ultimately. If you remember when he came in in 2015. And he's the only person left for that time. And, you know, he's taken his fair share of criticism. He's took it right in the chin. He's dealt with it and became a better player. He's became a better man. He's grown as a person. And I'm just looking forward to seeing him lift that title on Saturday. It's going to be a very, very special moment for everyone, especially Tav. 
We'll shed tears, Baz. We'll shed tears. We'll shed many a tear. We'll let Jodie sum up her thoughts when she goes on and does her song as well. We'll give her that full time to, to, to sum up her thoughts. But Snagsy, yourself, mate, obviously, you've done We Welcome the Chase, mate, when <laughs> we were shit, right? When we were shit, right? Let's not, let's not dress it up, right? The banter years are about to be laid to rest. The hurt, the pain, the suffering <clears throat> is about to end, and we're about to confirm what we knew anyway, we're the best team in the country, we're the best club in the country, the most successful team in world football. Um, mate, how good does it feel? How how do you articulate that, Scott? That's what I'm going to ask you. How do you articulate how good it feels? Because Fucking I, yes! I can't. I can't. And I'm no crying live on the podcast. I'm not doing that again. But Speak for yourself. Oh, Jeep didn't oh. set me off do you know it is it's a, it's going to be a truly special moment right obviously you know we won it a while back but you know the culmination of that's going to come on saturday and it's and it's just it's going to be an incredible moment that you know hundreds of thousands of rangers fans are going to share all across the globe and you just can't buy that you can't you can't put it into words how how that's going to feel and obviously for us as a group we're sharing it together for the first time as well and that's that's something very special um, which you know, money cannot buy. So you kind of get a ticket for that. Uh, but but Baz, actually, just 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 on that on that thought, I was thinking you and me could do a live reaction to the uh, the live pod that lounge seventy two, whatever the fuck it's yes, called. We could do we could do a wee YouTube video and just watch it and just do a live reaction and, and charge like ten pound a pot for it and see how we go. What do you think? <laughs> I'm up for it. I'm up for it. So so basically, there wouldn't be a live podcast for. The venue, they would they would have a live stream to us, and right. then people would watch us watch that. Correct. And then we would charge them money. It's like goggle box. Back to you in the studio. That's a, <laughs> a lot of that going on. That, 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 that's a, box or something we'll call it. That's, that's, a, that's a that's a really novel well, idea. I can, if, if, like, I can see I see I can see a lot of uh, rain and tear fall at <laughs> the bottles are filling. The tears are filling the bottles. <laughs> I think it's a good I idea. See, I can just see bad. Like, a red card? I thought it was a substitution. I've no idea, Jeff. <laughs> Billy says battle box. I like that. <laughs> like it. <laughs> Saturday, mate, for yourself. Obviously, you've done a few Rangers videos through your time. You know, we YouTube. Follow and stuff. On. So, you know, how do you, it's, it's nice to say, how do you sum that up? But, mate, just how incredible is it going to be to see? You know, it hasn't sunk in yet for me because I know we've been crowned champions and we were crowned champions about two years ago. But <laughs> how does that feel? Do you know what I mean? It'll not really sink in until, until Tav lifts it. No. Um, no, I can't wait. Obviously, like everybody, I just. I, I... I can't wait. I've been counting down. You kind of feel, do you know, it's weird, right? But I kind of feel like the way you would feel before you go on holiday. So that way you're kind of like, you're thinking about Saturdays being like the day. And I'm, I'm, I'm sitting, I'm sitting all day thinking, right, the morrow I can say it's the morrow. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, sh- sh- How many sleeps? Right, I, I, I sit and do shit like that. Like, like yesterday I was probably saying, right, the morrow I can say the mora, then it's the mora. Like, it's just kind of, but, um, oh, I, do, do, do I count I Saturday wait. or not? Therefore, so it's one day or is it two days? Do I, do I count the day itself? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. If I, if I don't, it's one day late. Oh, 
He's got his outfit yeah. picked and everything, isn't you, Jim? Oh, I'll have the home tap on, mate. It's always a big day of a home tap day, mate. It's always got to be. Um, I, I can't wait. It's going to be amazing. Like, I'm even, I can't wait. I'm, obviously, we're all going to go over to Ibrox, um, early bells to support James and I just think that'll be a, yeah. a, a cracking way to start the day. Um, obviously, I'll, I will be bouncing before it gets busy because I, I, I don't I don't want any issues or anything like that. But, yeah, um, do you know, so I don't want, because I, I think, I, I still think fans will go. Um, I just can't wait. I mean, I, like, just to kind of enjoy it with my old man and stuff, because we, we we had season tickets. Jeez, oh. <laughs> Put it away, man. Put it away. I, I, I don't think I'm ever going to no get surprised on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm ever going to be prepared for what gets. I was going to say what pops up, but that's also one of them. Oh, no. <laughs> Jesus. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, you oh, didn't, man. Dear me. Judy, totally, take his totally part. I totally missed what happened there. I was in the middle of a moment saying how, how special a moment this is with me and like, with my dad and that and then fucking everybody starts. Wait, wait, all I'm going to say is, all I'm going to say is, you, you, you're going to talk about being in the moment and he put a comment on the, on the Scott put a comment that said involving stoners and you said, yeah, but I was right, right, that's, right, that's not as bad as what I thought then. To be so clear, listen, fairness to me, in fairness to me, right, I went to click, now this happened to me before, I went to click this comment and it moved that quick. <laughs> I ended up clicking this comment, right? So just, let me just put that on there because Jeep was talking about it. And Jeep's right? right? going, I'm in a moment here. I, I, I tried to put that up. And I ended up getting rang and putting that up. Right, it was my fault. I apologize. And I thought right? that. That also doesn't sound right. <laughs> <laughs> you need to stop, Jody. You need to stop right yeah. now. Uh, Jody, so, uh, Saturday. I keep saying Sunday. Saturday. <coughs> where will you be watching the game? And also, title win. Just, just sum that up. Um. Well. F- We've already agreed, so we're all going down to see wee Jamesy first and foremost at Ibrook, so I'll be there. Then I'll be back with my dad watching the game. Um, yes, I love that. Um, so I feel like I'm still all stuff tonight. I'm going to go emotional with my dad now, though, but yeah, so I'll, I'll be with my <laughs> And then, um, yeah, I, can't, I honestly can't wait. It's just something that I've not experienced in a very long time. I know you haven't either, but it's just like, I still can't believe it. I can't believe that the more the more. What a squared is going to be the day. So, yeah, honestly, like, I'm actually speechless, and that's very hard for me because I don't shut up. So, um, yeah, it's so special. And we've had so much shit because of COVID and lockdown, and it's so shit that we never got to be in the stadium and experience mm-hmm. it with them. That I would literally do COVID all over again to see that team. Uh, do what they've done for us this season. So yeah. yeah. So just... thing, it feels like winning the season twice because we won it that long ago. Like it wasn't <laughs> even Halloween yet. You know what I mean? Where you been for Halloween? Oh, I don't know. I'm thinking of a dressing up as Scuba Steve or whatever, right? Do you know what I mean? And it's like Scuba Steve. It's like we won the league before the cloaks went back, right? So, uh, like, can, can my Ruth even say that in an interview? He's like, I won the league that long ago that we forgot. You know what I mean? So it was like the league was won. We celebrated. Now it's trophy presentation day, and it's like winning the league 
twice. I mean, you got to remember, sometimes the league isn't even won until the very last day. We've done it last year. No, it wasn't really last year. Do you know what I mean? It felt like last year. It was that long ago. But see, just to touch on uh, what Jody and Jeeb touched on there, uh, I'm sure you've all been, you know, on Twitter, uh, James is doing his 55 laps at Ibrox, which comes to a conclusion this Saturday. He completes the 55 laps. Last five laps, starting at the, the statue outside Ibrox at 8 a.m. And if you're not doing anything and you want to start the celebrations early, get yourself down there, cheer James on, get these five laps completed. Now, when James started, he had a target in mind of £555 for the Rangers Charity Foundation. Smashed it. Over five grand. So if you want to make a donation or whatever, five pounds, whatever you want to do, just go to James's uh, Twitter page, uh, at jamesy1124. He's got, a, I think it's a, a Just Giving page and donate or, or whatever you can. But if you can make a donation and, and you know, your time is more valuable than, than any money donation, get yourself down to Ibrooks 8am and cheer Jamesy over that finish line. So well done, Jamesy. You're nearly well there, buddy. Done, and we look forward to, to seeing you on Saturday morning. Yes. And, Good uh, luck, lad. Good luck, Jamesy. Um, <clears throat> now, before we go back to Jody, just uh, DK's dad just sent me that I don't know if we can see it, but it's Mark Warburton. I wish I'd have seen it when Mark was on, but it's Mark Warburton way, um, Jamesy, uh, oh. when Mark was, was Rangers manager. So I don't know if you can see it, but that's stupid. A bit closer to the camera. Sorry. That's better, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, Stagsy, I know you're leaving us, mate. So I just want to say thank you very much, mate, for joining us. I love having you on the podcast, mate. Um, input is sensational, as always. We're going to go now to Jody. He tells about our new song and, and all the pomp and ceremony of that. So this one's not a big dancey one right but it's one for the fools and I feel like this season is all about the fields. Um, the position I'm, I'm in I'm very lucky to work with some amazing people and work with the club um, so I'm going to give a shout out to um, Callie Suckrose. Um, he likes to go by the baddest man in Leighton and this song would not be possible without you um, so yeah this is a, a new one I'm working on and should get um, get out soon so we can get the feelers and hopefully it's one that he's a little like but yeah this is called um lion rampant roar a fever starts within your heart and beats out your chest we are the people yes we're loyal and true the city And if you make that journey down Edmondson Drive To see the Queens and Levin on the banks of the Clyde Prepare for the battle, we'll bring you a war when Rangers score Oh, when the Rangers score You can hear the lion rampants on the Red Rocks door Oh, oh, when the Rangers win You can hear the lion rampants on the Red Rocks that old some scarf that my father wore And Barcelona 72 stained in the glory We trod the same streets and passed the same doors singing the words So here I stand with my 
daughter's hand Come snoring or hail her son She'll follow on With that blue scarf upon her neck Will be passed along tomorrow Sister, mum, Disney matter who it is, that, that all resonates with. Um, guys, we're getting to the end now. It's obviously overrun a wee bit, but we're getting to the end now. Um, we want to thank yous um, for watching us all season. This has been the first season that, that the podcast and all those guys have been together. As I said, some of you haven't even met in person yet. Um, and to, to be able to do this podcast this year of all years has been a pleasure and an honour on our part, I would say. Um, we managed to do it in a successful season where we never really had any defeats to talk about. Scotland <laughs> was win, relentless winning for Rangers. Um, and obviously, thanks to the team for that because they were tremendous. This Saturday is for us. This Saturday is for our club, our fans, our players, our staff, everybody that's, that's, that's obviously played a part this season. And we've not been there on the terraces, but we've been there in, in spirit. And don't let anybody take it away from us. We are going to take a couple of weeks break on the podcast um, today in the live show every Friday. Um, we've got exciting things happening in terms of the studio side of things and whatever. So we need to get our heads on that a wee bit. So we are going to take a break for a couple of weeks. We will be back, obviously, promoting this event and also looking forward to seeing you there as well. Um, thanks to Paul Seas for your contribution all season, mate. It's been tremendous. It's been a pleasure to have you on the podcast. And I'd like to say thank you very much for bringing me on board. Um, uh, I, I don't people watching don't know this, but you guys do. I, I joined this at a very difficult time in my life, and I just like to thank you very much for for bringing me here. Um, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, it's been a godsend for me, and it's been great to to engage with you guys and with the people watching. And I say it all the time, 
but without the people watching, the people listening, this podcast is nothing. You've made this what it is. And uh, I think I speak for all of us, we say we thank you from the bottom of our hearts for taking us to your heart and inviting us into your lives on a Friday night and every other night we do this. And it's just been fantastic. So thank you. Buzz. Paul's obviously been watching the Brit Awards last night because I'm sure I heard a lot of that in the Brit Awards. You know, we thank you. And if it wasn't for you and Paul, listen, mate, we know you were watching the Brit Awards last night. Harry Styles said that last night, mate. Pretty much word for word. What's really sad is the fact that you watched the Brit Awards over watching Rangers. I'm still digging it. I'm still digging it. Baz, uh, you were the Baz, you were the first recruit, mate. So thank you very much for forgetting on board um and, and going on the journey with us, mate. Do you know what, mate? It's been a good first year. Uh, this podcast has grown. And growing and growing, you can keep coming up with these mad ideas, Scott. And you're doing great. And I'm already looking forward to next season. Tre- I'm right, we're doing predictions for next season. Treble, I'm predicting a treble for next season. Where's the store? Where's the store? Where's the store? Treble for next season, but it's been a good year, it's been a fantastic season. Hashtag 55. And uh, aye, I'm looking forward to Saturday, it's going to be good. Jeep, you joined us a wee bit through the season, mate, but what an addition you've been to the podcast. If you wandering to the to the, the optics, <laughs> to me and you managing to slug out a four-hour live podcast from start to finish, mate, it's been some journey. I know, it was mad. I'm like that, I, I was like that signing that, that Rangers make, but you don't see him for a few months, innit? Because I, I was kind of, I came on and I was announced, but then I was like really, really busy on the run up to Christmas. So I, I wasn't, I wasn't even it much. I was one of the guys that kind of, that had to like settle in, didn't he, before he, he got his game time. But... Jody's a Christmas sign and you'd be like the Glen Tamara yeah. or the Scott Wright, you know, oh my God. Blown is away. Like, 50 you know I mean? grand, 50 grand, Jodie Pollock. <laughs> <laughs> coming, coming soon. <laughs> Jodie, no, obviously the latest. Magic, mate. The, it's been brilliant. Bro. Thank you. No, mate, so it's my pleasure as well because it's been great, mate, even to get to know yourself as well a wee bit. And obviously we will meet very, very soon. Saturday, hopefully. Saturday, yes. Put yes. skulls <laughs> Tony the latest um, recruit to the podcast and you've added music, you've added knowledge, you've added professionalism. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> thanks very much for joining us and we hope that you're on uh, next season as well. Thank you so much for having me, all because you got drunk one night and we're like, should get at me, Jodie Pollock, on to sing a few songs? <laughs> you seen her on Twitter? She's no bad. It's really close that Paul Wigger guitar. Best decision ever made. Correct, the ladies to Jodie. Oh, thank you, Jodie. Well, thank thank you. you so much for having me. Yeah, do you know, can I just say, I need to say thanks to Johnny Belfast for bringing something to my attention, right? Uh, we're meeting on Saturday and, you know, we're going to the lounge to watch the football. But he said to me, I'm out there early. I'll be out there about 10 o'clock now. Obviously, we're there at 8 o'clock. And I'm like, why the, Why is it out at 10 o'clock when kickoff's not at 3 o'clock? And then I checked and it's an early kickoff. I had no idea it was an early kickoff. I was ready to go and see Jamesy, then go back to the house, then get changed and then come back out. 
So I go to say thanks, Jerry. I just thought he was a raging alcoholic that was starting drinking at 10 in the morning. <laughs> but, uh, it turns out there's an early kickoff. So, aye, thanks for that, Johnny. Just a quick one for thank you, people, for many people of early kickoffs. Last night, I was I had my dinner planned, it all set to go, and I thought, brilliant, quality kickoff. And we Mo contacted me, Michelin goes, Yeah, I'm just gonna get some Prosecco. This is 25 past five. I'm getting some Prosecco because the six hole kickoff went, I'm, I'm what? Sorry, what? 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 Mass panic in my house. I managed to plan my dinner and had it at half time. So, thank you, Mo. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back soon. It's been a pleasure. And here's to 56. Hashtag keep the battle fever on. There's a lot of people worked here, even 50 years. Uh, and it is a family. Uh, and it, as I keep going back, that's what makes our club different from other clubs. Because we value that. And uh, we've got to get back to that. The last two years, you'd have to say that We've lost a lot of things, mm-hmm. uh, mainly because of people that were running the club. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's very important we get back to integrity, uh, tradition, value in it, standards. We shouldn't lose that. Mm-hmm. Is that and what Rangers Football Club means to you? Yeah. Aye. Every one of those things. Every one of these things. And the biggest thing for me is proud to be a Ranger. Let's go. Stephen Jed, I came to high books along with Gary Mack, and they were set the challenge to bring the title back. We had McGregor's having goals and born my happy back. African defeat and the fallen attack. David Shakamara, Arthur Hatchy came alive with Helen Dunn and Balak and they won his 55. We love your angels, we do. We love your angels, we do. We love your angels, we do. Four angels, we love you. Not forgetting your boys, they could me fit. Like Edmondson, Stuart Parker, we knew Danny's bit. McLaughlin, Jones and Bassey, Patterson, Zunger. Though Nico Catty's dead, he plays Ranger through and through. We love your Rangers, we do. We love your Rangers, we do. We love your Rangers, we do. The three players deserve some special praise. They fought and won the battles to bring these glory days. Too many more to mention. They gave us everything. Now every day around the world can celebrate and sing. We love your angels. We do. We love your angels. We do. We love your angels. We do. Oh, angels. We love you. We love your angels.
deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.